Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. Found myself a cheerleader. Benny, I'm looking at your shirt. What do we got here? A little bit of everything there. Look at this. Right here. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. This and this. I won't get my bad. My bad. I'm a little crazier on my videos. Sandra, welcome to the Zoo. Welcome to YouTube, my love. Welcome Thank to the you. Gratitude Cafe. <laughs> I, I love this. I still am getting used to the whole Zoom thing and, you know, having to do myself up and saying hi to everybody internationally. But it's all... All fun and all good. How is you? How are you, Benny? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, the yeah. boys. Everything's all good. good? Uh, full into summer swing, uh, so to speak. Uh, just handling schedules and another round of other scheduling, you know, with the pandemic and so forth like that. So we're doing all right, yes. though. Phase Everybody's two, and, and officially phase two. Don't forget your mask. Oh. And for you, in honor <laughs> of kooks. See, there you go. There's my kook oh, one. So there you go. Yeah. Yep, yeah, go. no, I haven't even done Ready that. I, I've got the, uh, yeah. Well, you don't get out as much as I do, so. Yeah, well, not, yeah, I'm outside. Yeah. Outside. Well, right. you know what? That brings up a conversation. Mm-hmm. I had this because, you know, I'm I'm active, active lifestyle, right. outside, rollerblading, whatever I'm doing outside, and I'm, I'm on the trail a lot. And I see, I see these beautiful humans outside with masks on, and I'm like, y'all need oxygen. Well, they're and still it getting it. concerns me. I, well. I'm going to have a conversation with Dr. Sandra about that <laughs> Let's because do we it. need oxygen. Of course. <laughs> we need oxygen. We definitely need oxygen. All right. So we have a fantastic guest like we do every week. We are going to be jumping in, but really quick, remind all of you, you're here with the Gratitude Cafe, your most loving host, Sue Lundquist. Uh, we're talking new perspective, new thoughts, new ideas. And of course, it's a new you. We are doing this for mind, body, health to inspire you and to educate you and today we have an incredible guest we're actually we're going to be talking about rest effective rest we're going to talk about different types of rest because dr sandra's she's amazing and the difference between sleep and rest and what that all looks like and i was so juiced up when i saw this come across my desk i'm like oh my gosh i have to have her on the show because the world you know, we, we go on autopilot so much, right? And we'll get to that in just a minute. So let me remind all of you guys about my C2C. That is craziness to clarity. It's my curriculum. So if you're shedding old beliefs, you have fears, you have limiting beliefs, you've got past traumas, you need self-regulating tools. Of course, I've got that taken care of. I mean, I walk the talk. It's my curriculum. I created it because all these incredible thought leaders out there But for me, audience, you know this, I've talked about this so many times, it's about the practicality and being able to self-regulate in the moment. So I created a whole slew of these beautiful tools to help you self-regulate, help you and cheerlead you on, advocate you 
to be the most confident, best self that you can be. So go to suelunquist.com forward slash the letter C, the number two, the letter C. I feel like I need to do like C2C now that I'm on screen. <laughs> not too shabby, not too shabby. Yeah, I'm like, that. which way? I need, a, I need a two in between or something like that. For those of you that are on live radio, I'm goofing off. And if you see me on video, hi. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so back to the craziness to clarity template. Please go to suelunquist.com, C2C, um, suelunquist.com forward slash C2C. We have the Evergreen program. It's an, an online program. We just finished the live mini course. And for those of you who missed that and really wanted to join, we're going to do another one in August. Again, it's free, you guys. So why not jump on? Why not get a bunch of super Sue love, join the community of all like-minded people and get your answers or your questions answered, I think I was meaning to say. All right, we're going to jump into our guest today. We have Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. She is a board-certified internal medicine physician, speaker, and author. She's an international wellness expert featured on numerous media outlets, including Prevention, MSNBC, Women's Day, Fox, Fast Company, Psychology Today, and a guest on the Dr. Oz show. She's an author of numerous books, which we're going to be talking about today, including the new book, Sacred Rest. And that's what we're specifically talking about today. So we're gonna love on you. We're going to help you recover and reclaim that juicy love about all of you and that rest, that genuine rest. Sandra, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you. Okay, so of course, the official bio but let's get to know you. The audience knows that I bring these guests on and we wanna to get to know you and your why. So I'm gonna let you take that. Yes, well, honestly, it was one of those situations where after 10 years of practicing medicine and really not liking the way that medicine was going and then getting to a place in my own life where I felt like I was burning out. I was spending hours working and had a family that I wasn't enjoying and other things in my life that I wasn't enjoying because I was so focused on the work and just kind of checking off my to-do list that I got to this place where I wanted to see things change. I wanted to not always be pushing pills at my patients and I wanted to yeah. be able to get a deeper look at what was keeping them so tired and really why was I feeling so drained and unsatisfied as well. And tired, big buzzword. And I, and I went and saw your TEDx talk and I love that. I'd love for you to educate the audience really, you know, for the foundation between rest and sleep. I mean, that's, that was huge in the TED talk. So you specifically yeah. went into that. <laughs> and I think that's important to set that foundation because as we go forward. So do you want to have that conversation? Absolutely. So. Uh, you know, that's the thing that whole TEDx talk came from, I think for many of us, we use the word sleep and rest interchangeably. Yep. We say we're going to go take, uh, we're going to go sleep and we're going to go rest and we're meaning the same thing. And the problem with that is, is that when I was looking at the research and working with patients is that there's more than one type of rest. And so when we talk about sleep and rest and have them be one thing, what we're really talking about is just the physical part of rest. And we're not actually discussing all of the seven types of rest. We're only talking about one of the seven which then leaves us at risk for being deficient in one of the other six. And that's where many people are. They go to bed at night, they go to sleep, they wake up the next morning and they wonder why they're still exhausted, why they still feel tired. And the reason being is because 
the, their fatigue wasn't purely a physical type of fatigue. It wasn't something that sleep could solve. For example, if you have a, a, a sensory rest deficit or a creative rest deficit, sleeping's not going to fix that. Okay, we're gonna go right into those seven. We gotta talk about that because people are like, wait, what? There's seven? Wait a minute. <laughs> and there is, there is. Can we talk mm -hmm. about that too, please? Yes, yeah, so I'll start off by naming them and then maybe we can dive into a few of them specifically. Yeah. But the seven types of rest are the physical, mental, and spiritual, emotional, social, sensory, and creative. Ah, uh, wait, creative. Why did yes. that pop in? So talk about creative, because I'm like, wait a minute, creative. creative. I think that's the one most people have heard of least. That's the yeah. one I tend to be quoted about the most. And I think for most people, if you think about it this way, when we talk about creativity, most of us automatically think about writers and, and we think about musicians and we think about artists. But the reality is creativity is so much more than that. If you have, if you're someone who's a business owner, an entrepreneur um, in marketing, and you're having to think outside of the box, you're having to be innovative. You're having to, uh, as a teacher, think about a teacher who's teaching a student who's a visual learner and an auditory learner. You're having to creatively present material that can hit both students. So we're all using creativity in multiple ways throughout our life, but that's a, a energy bucket we pour out of without thinking about how do we pour back into it. And that's when you start having these feelings of feeling drained and you can't explain why you're not satisfied anymore and why you're just, you feel bored, even though you're full of work, you're staying busy. You're draining that creativity energy resource you have without filling it back up. And creative rest for many of us, we experience it, but we don't know what it is. So when we experience it, we just kind of wash it off as this yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that we're experiencing. Yeah. You know, one of the best examples I found when I was doing the research was for people who feel energized when they're around bodies of water. Other people get oh. it when they're at like the mountains or they're in, in the woods, kind of just hiking and things like that. But for those who get it at um, around bodies of water, they're the people who, when they get to the ocean or the lake, they just automatically feel better. They feel something renewed inside of them. And that's what creative rest is. It's the rest we get when we allow beauty to awaken something inside of us. Oh. When we allow it to pour back into us, not putting a demand on our creative ability. You know, so it's not like taking an, a pottery class or a wine or um, a wine and art class where you're having to create something that's creative work creative rest oh. is when you're just letting it speak to you it's going to a museum oh. going for a hike in the woods you know enjoying beauty for for what it does inside of you all right audience did you get that i i would equate that to going out and grounding my soul my body you know and and i love that you you've put that under creative rest creative because I do that all the time because I'm constantly going, going, going. So I that so resonates with me. All right. That was creative. What was the other ones? There was uh, seven. One, well, one that many people have not heard of and they're greatly being affected by is sensor, uh, sensory rest deficit. That's it. Yes. So they, you know, most of our lifestyles now are very sensory enriched um, just with our gadgets and the amount of gadgets that we use. Um, whether it's the lights from our computer screens or our smartphones. Um, if it's, it can even be the sounds that you're around throughout the day. There's so many sensory inputs that you can have. 
um, someone who maybe is a stay-at-home mom, maybe being touched all day. So with little, you know, little people climbing up oh and wanting to be gosh. picked up. So there's lots of different ways we get sensory overloaded that many people aren't thinking about. But then the problem is we have the effects of the sensory overload without understanding that we need to have a counteractive restorative activity to get our senses back into a place of harmony. And oh, just a, a really simple example that, that um, I get a lot of emails from gentlemen about uh, specifically when their wives kind of understand this, particularly women who are moms of small kids. And so they're touched a lot by, by their children. Oh, and they'll say, you know, I don't have a sex life and I don't understand why I don't want to have sex with my husband. You know, I love him. He's hot. I'm hot. We're, we should be having sex regular, but I don't want to be touched. Oh. If you're touched all day by little hands, you don't want to be touched by big hands later in the day. And so it's a process of learning how to reclaim their bodies and having some time where they really detach from that excessive amount of touch that they have throughout the day. Oh my gosh, I can hear the audience going, like light bulb <laughs> moment. Audience, I, I, Sandra and I are on video and I literally popped, I was like tapping my head. It's like, of course, sensory overload. And you know, what comes to my mind too is obviously with all the technology and the kids with sensory overload. Mm, yes, what, very, what very much so. Okay, yeah. So one, I love what you just said to the moms and dads, depending on mm -hmm. what that looks like in their life of being touched and all that. I really, really love that. Can we have that conversation about helping the children with their sensory overload and their type of rest? I mean, how, mm -hmm. how can we do that? Well, I think you, you really hit a, a big <coughs> issue there, particularly with the amount of gadgets that our kids are using throughout the day. Um, and some of it's necessary, you know, a lot of schools done online now. Yep. So some of it's necessary, but the thing is to be aware of how they're responding to it. Because, you know, when a child's a two-year-old and they're at a birthday party and, you know, two hours in the party, they have a temper tantrum and scream their head off. We know this because they've been sensory overloaded. Well, the, think about it. The same thing happens to your teen after they've played video games for five hours or they've been watching Netflix nonstop all day long. Yeah. It's just they have better control over themselves. But if you notice that your teen after doing these activity is very irritable, snapping at everybody, doesn't have the ability to kind of quickly adapt their emotions because they're kind of just on edge or seems to be more anxious then you may be seeing the side effects of ongoing sensory overload. You know, there was a study that was really interesting regarding um, just our notifications on our, our devices, our smartphones and computers, and how our bodies were responding to them. It was responding in the same way that my body responds as an internal medicine physician when someone at the hospital calls me and my pager goes off and I, my heart rate goes up and I jump and I'm like, okay, something bad's happening. Right. <laughs> I've got to be ready. Ready, well, yeah. Should we be responding like that when someone you know, sends a text on or sends a notification on Instagram that they had a latte and it was beautiful? You know, <laughs> Do I wow. need to have my fight or flight go into response no. over no. that information? But many teens have their notifications set for all of their social media. It's nonstop sensory input. Yes. And so it's very easy for them to stay wound up. And so some of the very uh, simple things I recommend doing is limit notifications to the must. Your text messages should really uh, probably be the only notification you must get at that point. 
right? You can go in and check your social media at certain times during the day, but it is not necessary to have that be a set notification. Um, another thing is to practice silence at times. To, if you're in the car driving home, you don't necessarily need to have music or something going all the time. There needs to Thank be a wind you. down time, Thank particularly for, for people who work in offices that are loud. You know, it may not be gadgets. It may be you just work in a very um, engaged office. A lot of office spaces now are open offices. So you hear conversations kind of in the background, other people's phones, you're smelling other people's, you know, um, perfumes all throughout the day because you're in an open office setting. You need some time before you walk into your home to defuse all those senses. And so sometimes silence is the first place we, we all need to start. Wow. Because I, I immediately go into all the biochemical that's happening too, because <clears throat> when you have those fight or flight responses, you have that chemical release. And then, because mm -hmm. that's, that's the work that I'm into. And then the biochemical releases. And then the people, when I say, well, your body's addicted to the biochemical releases that are coming up. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, because you've been in fight or flight and you're reactive mm -hmm. constantly. And I, and I, I, and and I, I even went through adrenal failure because I had three kids back to back and everything was go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. And it was sensory overload and amongst a bunch of overloads, right? right. And I love this conversation. My audience, I really invite you to really pay close attention and, and have that heightened awareness of not only for yourself, but your children. I just employ compassion, especially, you know, if your teens or children, even your, your husband or wives are being triggered or reactive, go, Hmm, are you okay? Do we, do you need some quiet time? I even did that. You'll love this, Sandra. I, when my kids were younger, I literally was like, okay, mama needs a timeout. And I shut the bathroom door because I needed some time out. And then sooner mm -hmm. I, within minutes, I hear this knock, 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 knock. I'm like, ah, babies, I need some time. But that so resonates, so resonates. Yes. And, and you sometimes have to, to start setting a little bit of boundaries with some of the gadgets. I think I, I really hate it. I must admit when I'm in a restaurant setting and I see a family around a table and everybody's got their computer, their what, smartphone out, kind of typing on it and nobody's talking and no one's looking at each other. Because one of the types of rest is something we call uh, social rest. It's the rest we get from being in the presence of people who we know get us, love us, care for us, where we're not performing or having to, uh. to kind of really put on our show. And it, part of that has to do with the eye-to-eye -eye contact and the kind of the healing component of just eye-to-eye -eye contact. Well, think of what a missed opportunity that is with mm -hmm. families. We're getting, we're getting even more sensory overloaded at this table you know, looking at our iPads or our computers, and we're not getting the sensory rest on top of that because we're not spending any time eye to eye with each other. Oh. And it's really interesting because with, with couples specifically, um, one of the things that I discuss within sacred rest is that, you know, with couples, many couples, you know, once they get a certain point in their relationship, they don't spend time eye to eye anymore. And when they do spend time eye to eye, it's actually because of something bad. They're either fighting or oh. they're having sex. There's sort of the eye to eye moment. Yes. And neither of them allow the level of communication and social rest needed to be able to feel like you're understood. Yes. And so that's one of the challenges I often give to couples is spend some time eye to eye with each other. Don't make it weird. You know, it can be yeah. five <laughs> minutes where you're just like, 
you're having some couch time and you're just like, you know, how was your day? What's going on with you? And let them, let them kind of share without you trying to fix it, without you trying to rationalize it or give advice, just letting them have a moment of being in your presence and feeling understood. Ah, audience, check, check, and check. This is beautiful. I love this conversation because it's truly about genuine, authentic engagement, right? Engagement with the person that's in front of you or with yourself, staying in that awareness that you could be overloaded, whether it's sensory, it was sensory, creative, um, and having that social rest too. I love that conversation, what, what you were talking about. When you go into that most family atmospheres, you can rest. It is mm -hmm. rest. So put your phones down, have those moments. And I know when my girls, I, it, they fought me. I fought and fought and fought. <laughs> and first it was the iPod or the iPad, iPod. Yeah, the iPods with just music because mm -hmm. I didn't want them to do all that social media. And they're like, you know, it was this whole thing. So finally I said, all right. So as they got older, at least I thought that they were getting old. I think it was 17, well, no, maybe it's a little bit younger than that. But then I would say phones in the basket, phones mm -hmm. in the basket. We're having family time. Did I do that all the time? I'm guilty of not all the time, but, um, and I'm guilty and I'm going to be a lot more aware now that I've had you on the show and had this conversation for sure. Um, I know for myself, having that time out in nature, you know, I was talking about walking or the water or exercising. That is my downtime. And it is so restful for me, even mm -hmm. though my body is walking, I just go into that restful zone. Is that the yes. right terminology? <laughs> that's exactly right. And I'm glad you said that because that's, that is the, that is what we have to change. That okay. rest means the cessation of activity or doing nothing. Okay. That is not rest. Okay. <laughs> that is just doing nothing. In most cases, rest is restorative activity. What do you do to restore yourself back to the place of being at your best? That is what okay. rest looks like. And so when someone tells me they rested on the weekend, and I ask them what they did and they say, well, I, you know, I laid on the couch for five hours and I watched, you know, a series on Netflix. The next question I ask them is what got restored? Did that fill you up? Yeah. Right? What got restored? If they can't tell me what got restored, then it probably wasn't rest. Every restful activity, you should leave feeling better than how you entered in, in one of those seven areas. Oh, I love that. Okay. Woo. We're already right at the half of the hour. Okay, Benny, we're, let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to keep talking to Dr. Sandra. Um, we did already talk about the seven types of rest and mm -hmm. the difference between. So that was really important. And Dr. Sandra was giving us some tips and tools because it's the practicality. I love the practicality and tools that we can use immediately. Like for one, put your phones down. Have an engaging eye-to-eye -eye contact with your friends, family, and all of that. So when we come back, um, we're going to talk about the seven lives women tell themselves and how to overcome, and then a bunch of other questions if we could do that as well. So Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We're going to be right back, you guys. Three o'clock in the morning And it looks like it's gonna be another sleepless night I've been listening to your dreams and getting very low Wondering what I can do 
Hey guys, Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. Yes, that's positive radio to feed your soul. You know what? Give me 20 minutes and I'm going to give you a lifetime of change. Learn to manage your mind. It's just you, just version 2.0. You hear me say it on the radio, new thoughts, new ideas, new perspective, and it's a new you. Let's have a conversation and stop your spinning. 206-300-2227. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I wanted to take a moment and let you know about a nonprofit organization called Give to Give. The Give to Give Foundation was created by a group of people who have studied my work or have participated in my workshops around the world. And by applying the principles of mind over matter and the mind-body connection, they've created outstanding changes in their lives or in their health, and they wanted to give back. The organization is dedicated to providing the proper resources to those people in need to gain the opportunity to learn exactly how to change their body or their lives. If you want to learn more about the Give to Give Foundation, or you know someone that needs help, or you simply want to make a donation, visit givetogive.com. Those who give don't always know how to love. Those who love always know how to give. Thank you. The C2C Live Challenge is your way to sustain your mindset after transition and your soul's desire to create and sustain your life on your terms. 2020 is going to be huge, so get yourself set up right now. With this achieved, you'll have real-life practical tools and self-regulation and have the answers to self-sabotage, stop being taken advantage of, saying a respective no, and so much more. You can do all that while you're taking care of yourself and loving the whole. For more information about the C2C Live Challenge, visit suelundquist.com forward slash the letter C, the number two, the letter C, 2020 SO number two. That's suelundquist.com forward slash C2C 2020 SO number two. The C2C Live Challenge. Do it for you. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk 1150. Been talking in your sleep, sleeping in your dreams with some sweet love. Pulling on so beautiful. Sandra, y'all, I bet you didn't have this expectation. We're goofy here, too. We're talking serious stuff, but we're pretty goofy. All I'm coming from is from there is, I mean, if you don't get enough rest, you're going to be talking in your sleep a lot. I mean, I (laughs) could be talking about a lot of things. I love this. All right, guys. Welcome back. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. And uh, for those of you tuning in internationally, hi. Uh, whether it's on the website or YouTube here. Benny, it's 1150KKW on YouTube. Is that right? I'm going to make sure I have the right information. Yeah, if you just YouTube and throw in our you know, channel 11, and whatever. Yep, go right to it. Okay, 1150KKW. And if you don't want to do YouTube, you can do www.1150kknw.com. If you're in the car, it's AM 1150, of course, talk radio. Um, wow, I, I can't believe how fast the first part of the, the show went. And um, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, um, bird, 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 board <laughs> certified internal medicine, sorry, love, 
Um, we, she's got her, her latest book, It's Sacred Rest. And uh, the top of the hour, we talked about seven types of rest and looking at that. And we talked about creative. Did you know that there was creative rest, sensory rest, um, social rest? And you can actually take a quiz, which I will remind you of later because I'm totally going to hook you and tease you. Um, we'll do that later. Uh, you can also find more information about Dr. Dalton Smith at drdaltonsmith.com, and I'll get you some other websites as well. Before we left for the break, um, I alluded to seven lies women tell themselves and how to mm -hmm. overcome. Before we get to that question, because at break, we were talking about the importance of having that, that awareness and that education that our bodies truly are having a biochemical addictive reaction to the external environments, to the Facebook, to the, you know, water cooler conversation, you mm -hmm. know, addicted to the drama. So let's have that conversation, doc, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's an important conversation. So people will go, why am I so anxious if I'm not on my phone? Why am I fearful when, you know, I'm going to leave that up to you, love. Yeah, well, I think that's an important point because, you know, when we're talking about something like sensory rest, some people feel like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, pick a time that I'm not going to use my phone or pick a time that I'm not going to be on electronics. And for many people, if you try to, if you're used to carrying your, your phone with you all the time, it's kind of permanently attached to you, and then you decide that I'm going to not use it, you will start feeling a lot of anxiety and a lot of symptoms of withdrawal because of those chemical responses that your body will go through. So it's no different than if I was trying to get someone to kind of detox off of a drug. <laughs> I often do almost the same thing when I'm trying to detox someone off of the, of the drama they're used to with their gadgets. They have to have a little bit of a phase out period. Wow. So I don't tell them, you know, just not use your phone for 24 hours. They, they start really having some issues with that. We start doing it in small bits let's stop at this time of night, or let's not, let's have a period during the day where you don't use your phone. Let's make sure every meal you put it down and you turn it off. You know, some people have never thought to turn their phone off. <laughs> like that's not even something that has crossed their mind as a possibility. But you, that's one thing about rest. It requires you to take ownership of your personal boundaries. And many people have very weak personal boundaries because they're afraid of confrontation and what will people think and will I miss out on something? What if this great opportunity hits my inbox and it takes me five minutes before I answer? You know, Instant gratification, boom, 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 God, yes. And we have to be willing to take back ownership of our lives because that's where you get the lifestyle freedom you want. There is no lifestyle freedom if your gadgets are your slave masters. Oh, did you hear that, folks? Mm. Take your power back. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, si I'm, I'm sitting here, and of course, now I'm on video, and I've got my eyes rolled up to the side of my head, and I'm like, oh, there's so many things. I'm, I'm going to start putting, because I, I talk about boundaries, you know, interpersonal boundaries a lot, and the language around that. And I love what you said about, um, you know, people feel bad or they, they, cause I, I, I talk about boundaries and being able to language it in a compassionate way. So talk to yourself in a compassionate way and, and make those boundaries around your gadgets. I think that's super important. That was yeah. beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, seven lies. 
what we women are telling ourselves. Where are we going with that one? Yes, that was actually my very first book that I wrote. And um, there was just a lot of areas I know within my own personal life where I was, I knew that I wasn't getting any type of gaining any ground on <laughs> because I kept kind of circling these same thought patterns. And when I talked to other women, particularly professional women, we all kind of had these similar patterns that we were we continued to return to. And I'll just kind of name a few of them. Um, okay. One is um, that perfection is the goal. I think for the longest time I, I was held in this mindset of if I can't do it perfect, I don't want to do it at all. And the problem with that is if you're waiting to try to get it as perfect as possible, you could be missing the prime opportunity to get something done. I know a lot of the things that I have done in my life that people look at it and say, wow, you know, I wish I could do that or, or you know, you make it look so easy. It's the, the reason being that I did it is because I wasn't afraid to not be perfect doing it. I was okay to do it at the best of my ability. And so the challenge is to exchange perfection for excellence. Mm. I, my level of excellence may look different than your level of excellence, but I can be proud of giving it my best. I can't give it your best and I can't make it perfect because perfect is a, is a, is a moving target because what you think is perfect is not going to be what I think is perfect. So I'm never going to hit it Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I can't, I, even if I hit it for me, I won't hit it for you or the next person I'm trying to satisfy, but I can always reach my level of excellence and know that I've accomplished that. And for so that you was, as the individual, that's exactly. Brilliant. And that, that was a game changer just in my overall career. Because then you take all of those excuses out the window, and you throw them out about why you can't do things because you, you do it at the level that you're at. I love that you said, and what's coming up for me, it's just, I, my little monkey, my monkey mind, I, I, I call it the drunk monkey, the bad roommate, whatever in there. And I, you know what my nervous system did? It changed mm -hmm. the language. It said, there's there's parts or aspects of my life well i just don't want to make a mistake it's the same thing trying it's to make the, it perfect <laughs> it's the same thing guess what you learn the most from your mistakes yes you really do so have the community and have the people around you so when you make those mistakes they're going to communicate with you with compassion and love and educate you and then you don't take it personally right you Absolutely. just learn from it. Oh, I love that. Um, where should we go here? Understanding healthy work, rest ratio. What's that about? Yeah, well, work rest ratios, I think for many of us, when we look at, you know, when we look at how much rest do I actually need? Because you can't rest all the time. You won't yeah, really get anything done. How do you, know that? How do you figure that so, out? Yeah. You know, how much rest do I actually need? And I always tell people, it really just depends on how you feel. When I wake up in the morning and I feel like, yes, let's do this. I'm energized. I'm, I'm excited about my day. I'm looking forward to the things that are to come. I'm not feeling like, oh, here's another Monday or here's another weekday. Right. I'm not waiting for the weekend because I feel like I'm only living on the weekends or waiting for a vacation because I feel like that's the only time I get to have my life back. Oh, when, wait, when you I, said something super juicy. Audience, did you see that? <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of juiciness in there, but just living my life on the weekend, live your life always. I love that. And then you're giving us the, the tools to rest, to be able to do that and show up our best and take our power back, yes, right? I love absolutely. that. Okay. 
because Please. I think that's that, that's where many of us find ourselves. I know for me personally, that's where I found myself. And when I'm asked to go into corporations to speak with their employees because they are they're burned out, basically, oh, <laughs> they're sure. not engaged and they, they are bringing me in to help with employee engagement. This is the conversation I have with them because what many people are finding is that people are not being disengaged because they don't like their job. They're disengaged because they are not in harmony with their life. So that's why I spend most of my time in that work, that work-life integration and helping people see how do these two things work together to build something beautiful. Not that they are, are in a balance with each other, but balance there on either side, kind of one's up, one's down. Oh. That is not what we want. We want them in harmony with each other. Mm. Just as in um, when you listen to music, you know, there's rest or pauses within music. And that's what gives it the beat, the rhythm. That's what gives it, as we say, you know, in jazz, the flavor that goes with the music that makes it exciting, that makes it enjoyable, that makes you want to dance. That's the life people want. A life that makes them have periods where they want to dance and periods make me where want they to dance, relax. doctor. Make <laughs> me want to dance all day and long. That ratio. Jumping in you puddles. Need a, you need the stuff that you do where you are pouring out of your gifts and your talents and all the goodness that's inside of you. And then you need time when you let other goodness pour back into you so that you can then come back at your best and do it all over again. Oh, I love this. Um, Okay, so we're talking. I was I was reading all my notes here and questions because I love all this. So I know I uh, at the at the break I was teasing you guys a little bit. Uh, Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith uh, has a rest quiz that you can take, and quite honestly, it's restquiz.com. Yeah, it's simple. Rest quiz. I love that. We How did you real get creative that? With that. I, I know, but that's amazing. That's awesome. So it was meant to be that you guys got that. That's awesome. So go to restquiz.com, and you can also learn a lot more about that um, and learn more about yourself. So guys, you guys hear me talk about tools. This is your tool. It's a free tool for you to, to really get clear on who you are and how you're showing up, how you're showing up to yourself, how you're showing up to your family, how you're showing up professionally. And Dr. Sander was talking about burnout, withdrawal, all of that. This, this tool and the quiz and your book, and it is Sacred Rest, the latest book is Sacred Rest. Mm -hmm. All of that is gonna help you with that awareness and help you advocate for yourself. So take it on people, Sacred Rest. Um, Silent killers in the workplace. Should we have that conversation? Yes, that's. I think that's really the, the heart of what I do now. As I stated, I was in traditional clinical medicine for 20 years, but right. the bulk of what I do now is more in the workplace and in how our environment and our kind of personal lives and our lack of rest in most cases and rest deficits are affecting our ability as leaders um, as well as with the, for our teams and helping them to be able to achieve at their highest and to be their most productive. Especially so, in our COVID environment, all of our it, workers and yes. oh, it's even more complex now. Yeah. It's even more, it was, it was an issue. <laughs> it was an <laughs> issue when we were inside of our own offices, but now with people actually having to navigate, having their kids home and oh. hold business meetings you know, we see examples sometimes on TV where our, our t TV um, anchors are, you know, have their kids run in <laughs> in the middle yes. of the recording because it's very hard to kind of separate this out a little bit 
with the situation that we're in right now. And so some of the silent killers in the workplace um, before, before COVID, when we were yeah. actually inside buildings, included some of the things related to sensory overload. Um, many offices are very toxic with the amount of light, the, oh. number, the amount of blue light specifically, if, if people aren't wearing glasses or, or using screen protectors and things. Um, some of them included the ergo, er, ergonomics related to just the body positioning at their desk. Yeah. Um, there's an increased number of people who are complaining of back and neck pain. And a lot of that has to do to a physical rest deficit. You know, we talked about passive physical rest and the sleeping, but then there's also active physical rest, which has to do with the relaxation of muscles, the circulatory system, the lymphatic wow. drainage. And so large number of people who are experiencing a lot of back and neck pain because of things like not thinking about, I'm short, my desk is up, I'm sitting kind of perched up, maybe I need a foot rest under my desk. You know, these are oh. things people aren't even thinking about, but because of their body positioning being improper, they ended up getting a lot of lower back pain and you leave a job after 20 years aching, or you end up having to go to a doctor and have unnecessary procedures done because of something that could have been corrected in the moment, just by being aware of those things. Carpal tunnel syndrome, there's yes. so many different rest, um, risk, um, rest that you can get where you just it kind of props things up to put them in proper alignment. Um, not just the sensory, but when we look in the workplace, you, we also have an increased number of people who end up having creative rest deficits. Large part of that being is many walls and buildings are still the gray, the brown, the beige, oh, and there's right. no beauty for inspiration. And so um, we're always telling people, you know, you can't always dash out to go to the beach or, you know, go to the mountains, even if that's the area where you get creative rest. But the science showed when they did the research, the studies were done where they did MRIs of the brains of people who experience that creative rest with water and oceans. Well, their MRI imaging had the same chemical response when they looked at images of the ocean. And so put it on your, your desktop you know, lock screen or your phone lock screen, have a picture. And the interesting thing was, it wasn't just the imaging of the water, but it was the aqua colors. So some people need to really, like your shirt, it makes me think of, yes, me think of tropical like, and yeah, of yeah. aqua and those colors. So, so consider putting a picture up in your office that is that color. Consider painting a wall in your office. Some of the most innovative, creative companies now, you'll notice have very bright and lively colored walls. Yes. This is the reason why. They have come to the understanding that you cannot ask people to be innovative and at the top of their creative game without giving them the creative rest they need to do it. Oh, that was so, so good. Uh, you know, the question that's coming up is I would like to invite those professional um, organizations and the culture of those organizations to really employ these tools that you're offering. I mean, how, how can they, I mean, one, obviously get sacred rest, the book, and do all of that. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I, I just, I love that conversation and, and really, and, and these are big words for me, authentically and genuinely engage with the culture of what's going on. And even if you're an entrepreneur too, do that mm -hmm. for yourself as well, especially, I, well, I don't know, because you are your own worst and best, <laughs> right? Because right. I'm like, where can I put a teal root, you know, a teal wall in here or wear teal? 
So how can we how how can we encourage people to shift gears and take accountability and responsibility? I mean, obviously getting the book, but mm-hmm. I just want I want to have that conversation and noodle with you a little bit so the audience is like, oh, okay, because it's the squeaky wheel. I'm like, we're giving you some good juicy stuff here, guys, and of course, go get the book, Sacred Rest. But yeah, well, honestly, um, well before anyone ever gets a book, I always tell even my patients start with the quiz. Because I think okay. for most people, it's eye-opening just to do that self-assessment because it's, it's not like a five-second quiz. <laughs> and it's an in-depth analysis of where you're currently at. It takes about five minutes to complete oh, the wow. whole okay. quiz. Oh, wow. Okay. Perfect. Um, very in, te- in detailed. And what happens at the end, you get a report that tells you which of the seven types of rest you're most efficient in. You actually get scored on all seven. And, and with a kind of a grid to let you know where you fall with each of the seven. And the, the number one response I get when people get that is, you know what, I didn't even know this type of rest existed. Yes. But now that you've put a name to it and I read it, you know, as we describe it, even on the quiz, you know, you don't have to do anything to get that bit of information. So uh, automatically people are able to see, you know what, I didn't even know that existed. And I, yes, I do need that. And then it's up to them to decide how to get rest in that area. You know, in the book, Sacred Rest, I do go over the details of it and give examples of how to really apply it to every part of their life. But as I stated, you know, in my current work that I'm doing, a large amount of the work that I do ends up kind of in these group training sessions, because what I'm finding is most people, it's affecting companies, I should say, at a level that most companies don't realize how not utilizing their uh, and encouraging their manpower to be at its best is hurting their bottom line. Oh, and well, so I'm most encouraged yes. when companies call, when they look at everything I'm doing and the TEDx talk and the book, and, you know, they go to drdaltonsmith.com and they see the work that I'm doing for really for high achievers. Those are the groups that I work with high achievers who are not getting the results they know they could get. And part of it's the reason is because they just don't feel motivated anymore. They don't feel like they have the energy to go any higher or to do any more. And so it's just a matter of personal energy management, getting a true understanding of that. And I love it when a company brings me in and they say, look, this is our C-suite staff and they're awesome and they are knocking it out the park, but they're also all exhausted and they're, they're you know, they're depressed in many cases. Yeah, yeah. And, and we need some help getting them back up to where they could be. And that's oh. the work that I love doing. I'll do it with them. And then usually they have me do it with their team. So oh. it ends up kind of being this, this group effort to move the whole company to this better place. And, and, you know, honestly, it improves engagement and retention because happy people that feel like they are producing at a level that's benefiting their company want to stay there. Of course. So I, I'm, I'm like audience advocating for the audience and the, the, the business out there that ask yourself the question, do you want to have more productivity? Do you want mm-hmm. to have happy employees? Do you want to have um, satisfied? You said you use the word harmony, not balance. Right. I like, I like that. I, I, cause it's not, it's about harmony. It's not about the balance of up it's or down. It, flow. It, yeah. It's flow all together. harmony, all <laughs> harmony, just like the jazz. Um, and ask, and I think that's important to ask yourself that genuine question, especially if we're talking about the culture of your company, your business, do you personally want to be more productive? Do you want to make more money? Well, you've got to take accountability and responsibility for that 
and get all the seven areas of rest mm -hmm. and define what that is. And having, having this conversation, it's just, you know, it's like that squeaky wheel. We're going to get you, get you on that quiz. And it is restquiz.com. So go to restquiz.com and really get clear on who you are, where you're at right now. There's no judgment. It's just, here's the quiz. Let's get you clear. And then we'll give you the tools that you can then change. I love that. Love that. And you can't fail it. Yeah. <laughs> I get emails that say, I failed your quiz. It's like, it's not that kind of quiz. What? You can't no. fail it. It's, an, it's a personal assessment. You just have to see where you at now. It's a starting point. Right. Because you just take that starting point and you go from there. Oh, I love it. Well, what else is coming? We've got a couple more minutes here, about seven more minutes. What else is coming up for you in this conversation? I've got a couple questions in my head, but I also wanted to kind of give the table to you if there was other questions or things that you wanted to share. Well, I would probably say the two types of rest we haven't really hit on that I, oh, yes. I find that tend to be very high for, for many people. Um, one is mental rest and the other is emotional rest. And I'll start with mental rest, basically being mental rest is, or I, let me explain it this way. A mental rest deficit, you can probably tell if you have one because you try to go to bed at night and your head is jumping around on all of oh. the stuff. You can't get your, your cerebral space to kind of shut up and go to that quiet yes. spot. I, I always like to use this imagery. You know, for many of us, our brains are kind of like a, a river that someone's throwing a pebble in. There's these waves that are always just going and going and going. And we really want to get to that point where our mental space is like the, the calmness of a river, where it's just, it's just still. Bring it, Doc. How? How? <laughs> How? Oh, my gosh. Most of us, I mean, honestly, most of us really have to get to the point of understanding that you have, you have the ability to kind of hone your, your mental thought processes down to kind of a single meditative thought. And to being able to do that is how most of us would have to get our brains to shut up. Now, okay. something I love doing is mind, brain dumping, as some people call it, or mind dumping. Basically, if you have trouble falling asleep at night and your head's going through all these different things you're trying to keep up with, just to have a notepad or something where you're going to jot it down, just so you're kind of taking the onus off of your brain to hold on to the information and putting it on something concrete so the brain can let it go. I love but, that. You know, for some of us, that information isn't like tactical. It's not like our to-do list. It's like our negative self-defeating thoughts that are rummaging through our head. Things that are, you know, we're thinking Pump about it. criticism. Get rid of it, and yes. And so um, one thing that really is helpful with that is to pick a word that signifies who you know yourself to be, not who those lies are telling you you are. Yes. Uh, and what you believe to be true about yourself. And it should be one word because if it's this big long sentence, then that kind of keeps the brain active. So it may, that one word might be love. It might be peace. It might be confident. It might be, it might be capable. You pick whatever the word is. It needs to be meaningful to you. And whenever your mental space tries to kind of jump around, as we call it monkey brain, jump around to all these different thoughts, right. you bring it back to that one word. Oh, wait, audience, did you hear that? Superpower tip. Dr. Sandra gave us a superpower tip. So when you have that monkey mind going, you're not resting before sleep, right? One, you can have a pad of paper or something, not your phone, get off your phone. Have a pad <laughs> of paper, go to the pen and the paper, you guys. <clears throat> Do that, dump all of that. But you're also saying, get a word 
mm-hmm. that elicits that feeling, right? Am, am mm-hmm. I getting that right? Yeah. Oh, that's exactly so right. You that. basically, you're telling yourself where you want to go and you're refusing to let your brain take you down a path you don't want to go. Oh, love that. What's your word, guys? Send me a note. Do this on Facebook. I would love to, I would love to know what your words are. I'm totally going to post that question. I want to engage people because that's a great superpower tip. Really just hone in on one word, not a bunch. It's simple. It's simple. It's almost like meditating on a word, but without having to kind of think about it as meditation, if that's not something you're into, it's really just refocusing your brain to go back to a place that I call it your mental sanctuary. Go back to the place where your brain gets quiet and peaceful. Homeostasis, that kind of harmony. Mm -hmm. Get that beautiful brain of yours. Calm down, my lovely ones. I love that. Oh, do you, what's your word? Do you have My word is usually peace. Oh, I love that. Oh, love that. All right, guys, that's a superpower tip. I'm so going to use that. I'm going to be laying in bed. And as soon as my monkey mind starts going and thinking about the tasks and all that other stuff, I'm going to get a word. I'm going to think about that. I love that. Thank you. Ah, my word is I'm, if I'm about to go on like a stage, sometimes I'll get these opportunities. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's a lot of people. You know? Yay. <laughs> I don't usually get stage fright you know, or anything, but sometimes you'll get those opportunities that are kind of just way out there. Um, and my word at that time will be, will be capable. That's why that word came up. Oh, oh, I love that. So you're I'm telling using... myself that I'm, I am prepared for this. I'm capable. Yes, I'm capable. I can do this. Oh, I love that. So do, audience, did you catch that? She's using her words to cue her body, her mm-hmm. mind and her body, because it's all in harmony, your yes. language, right? To really get in alignment and taking your power back versus the monkey mind and all of that. And oh. it changes. It changes how you respond. Because if I'm sitting there the whole time in the green room thinking, oh my goodness, there's, you know, 5,000 people out oh, there. Oh my goodness, yeah. I'm so scared. That's not going to have me show up. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Okay? But if I'm sitting that whole time thinking I'm capable, capable, oh, capable, you walk out that. there like superwoman. <laughs> totally. You walk out there empowered and ready to go. And the, the whole energy is different because- Oh, you you're totally aligned. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh, superpower tip, you guys. That was amazing. Oh, we've already run out of time. Oh, I love this conversation. All right, you guys. Sacred Rest is the book. And you can find all of Dr. Sandra's information. Of course, go to restquiz.com. You can find more information at drdaltonsmith.com if you'd like. And seriously, audience, I want to know what your word's going to be. When you go on stage, when you go in a corporate meeting, I'm capable, whatever that word is. Thank you so much for being here and educating me. I had a lot of aha moments and I got some really good tools. So thank you for that. Thank you. It's been a joy chatting with you. Thank you. All right, guys, Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We're going to be back next week. But until then, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe.
Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.